This church started supporting Jamie when she first went out 24 years ago, about a couple years before I came. But um, anyways, uh, got a great, great work going there. Been one of their faithful missionaries. And, uh, and so here's a great introduction for them. family gives a big shout out from the colonial city in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. This is the city we have called home for the last 24 years as strategic partners sent out from the Northwest and Assemblies of God World Missions to this island nation. God called us to change a culture through a generation and we are active in a multi-ministry focus of church planning, next-gen ministries, and worship and audio production. This past term, we accepted the challenge to plant a church in the urban city of Santo Domingo, determining to focus on reaching unengaged young families and professionals, as well as prodigals who had distanced themselves from the church. Little did we know that six weeks after beginning to meet with our core team of 20, the world would be confronted with the COVID-19 pandemic. It shifted our ideas and strategies, but did not stop the mission. We launched virtual connections that summer, and by July 2021, we're able to launch public gatherings in a movie theater, challenging the status quo of Dominican church culture with a non-traditional venue, attire, team approach, and a thriving kids' ministry. As we return to the States for itineration in summer 2023, three-year-old Comunidad Vida y Gozo is showing steady growth in attendance and financial giving. We have baptized new believers. We have more than 75% of the people engaged in small groups and study of the word. We have been the second highest missions giving church in the country for our organization and regularly serve the unengaged secular community via sports ministry, coaching, food and school supplies distribution, as well as via opportunities for prayer and Christmas programming broadcasted on national networks. While pastoring this urban church plant, I began coaching a cohort of potential church planners, and there are four church plant projects in varying stages as a result. We have also been able to foster a new church plant effort in the Amazonian city in Peru, pastored by Dominican missionaries who were part of our next-gen ministries before going into missions. Our family is excited to share our story with you, and we ask that you stand with us to continue changing a culture through a generation. You can give, go, and pray, and find next steps on our bayus.org website today. Good morning. It's great to be here today. And we are, we're just missing Ethan with us. Our oldest son had some football things going on yesterday, and so he stayed over on the West Coast Olympias where we base when we're here in the States, and he's with my, my parents. But Logan came with us today and enjoyed amazing cinnamon rolls <laughs> at Pastor's house this morning. God called our family to change a culture through a generation. And for the first 20 years in the Dominican Republic, we directed next-gen ministries, university ministries, mentored youth leaders, and um, really focused on the 20-year-olds on down. In John 15, 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit 
fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And that has been something that we have been focusing on from the beginning, bearing fruit that will last. And we're going to share a bunch of stories with you today and testimonies, and you're going to see some of how that is happening in the Dominican Republic over the 24 years that we've been there. And the last part of the verse says, and then if you're doing this, then you can ask the Father and he will give you whatever you ask in his name. And I also am going to share some testimonies of how we are seeing some of those answers to prayers that we have been praying from the beginning of our time in missions in the Dominican Republic. So, um, because when you've been there 20 years, you see some things come full circle and we are seeing some big goals that we established in the beginning come to fruition. The last time that we were in the States and we were here um, visiting your church, one of our big projects that we were asking our strategic partners and churches and people to be in prayer and in giving with us for was to buy the property for our Puente community. Um, Puente Community Center. Puente means the bridge. And it is our center where we base our university ministries. It's a couple blocks from the the huge university campus. It's the largest university in all of Latin America. And we had been in the process of trying to purchase the property and no longer be paying rent and be under um, other owners that would sometimes decide it was okay for us to be there and sometimes they wanted us out. Well, I can tell you today that you and all of the other churches that are partnering with us helped us accomplish that. We saw that big goal, that dream accomplished. We bought property, we demoed it, renoed it, and uh, relaunched the university ministry after COVID had all of the in-person education in the country and the universities shut down for two years. They were online, uh, but last fall, a year ago, all the classes were opened again on campus, and um, we have new leadership and new life in the university ministry thanks to our partnership. We also, this term, we were on the field. We were usually missionaries or on the mission field for four years at a time. And then they come back to the States and they're in the States for a year visiting their partners and sharing about what God has been doing. And then they return to the field. We were actually on the field for five years this time. Um, And in that five years, we started a university internship program with our university ministry for our graduates. And we challenged graduates or actually I was challenging all of the students while they were studying, and some of them were becoming small group leaders as they went through our leadership classes and learned how to go on campus and start a small group with with students that didn't know Christ and students that knew Christ and how to disciple them. We challenged them, when you graduate, how about instead of just going out and getting a job right away, which is what normally a graduate is expectant to do, and in the Dominican Republic, their family is very expected for them to do, because you see, people don't move out when they go to college and move into dorms. They're still living at home, and you live at home until you get married. That's the first time that there would be any reason to need to move out. And some of the parents are going, thank goodness, that's a different culture. (laughs) And some of the kids are going, no, I don't like that. But it works well there. So we were challenging when you graduate, instead of getting a job, will you consider giving back a year to the ministry? 
and serving as a volunteer with the ministry. That's a pretty big ask, isn't it? And it wasn't an ask just of the students that were graduating. It was also an ask of parents to be in favor of that and allow their adult child that lives at home that they were getting really excited was finally going to bring in some of the uh, finances to help the family. And um, five years ago, we had our first intern. And this fall, we have our sixth and seventh interns that are serving together in university ministry. We've also established a strategic alliance with the National Missions Department of our organization, the Assemblies of God in the Dominican Republic. They have a potential missionary group. That is, all of the young people who feel a call to global missions become part of this potential missionary group because the National Missions Department isn't sure that they're quite ready to go out and to serve. And so there's some steps that they need to go through. And, and, but I began to see over the years of being there that that group collected a lot of people and didn't release many. And I began to ask God to help us create a pathway for these young people to actually get into missions. One of the things that I did in the first couple of years that I was in the Dominican Republic, I visited a lot of the churches that we have in the Assemblies of God there. We have over 700 churches in, in, the, um, in the Assemblies of God in the Dominican Republic. And I would speak and get to know the culture and the church culture, and it would not fail after every service, I would have at least one young person, sometimes two or three, would come forward. And they would ask me, how did you get here? And they would share, I have a call to missions. I feel like God is calling me. Some would know. They would say India. Some would, you know, name another country. Others wouldn't know necessarily the country or the people group, but they knew that God was calling them to world missions. And they didn't know how they were going to see that happen because the pathway was not clear. And so from the beginning, 24 years ago, I was praying, God, help us to send young Dominicans into global missions. It's not just um, a place for them to receive missionaries, but they need to be sending. And so through this strategic alliance, we are now helping the pathway so that not everyone gets collected into a group that stays potential, but actually is released to serve. And um, two weeks ago, we sent our first U Connection, that's the name of the university ministry, Dominican missionary to Colombia. She did our internship for a year, and um, then she started a second year of internship, still volunteering, that means. And she went, um, traveled to another city in the country every weekend to plant the, the ministry on some other university campuses and raise up a, a group of student leaders there that would continue the ministry. And she began raising her money in the Dominican Republic to be able to go to Colombia for six months. And it is a dream come true that she raised all of that money and she left for Colombia uh, just two weeks ago. Her name is Arresis Concepcion, and I'd like you to hear a little bit of her story. So I have a video with a testimony. Of course, the voice that you hear is not Arresis because she speaks Spanish. So we have one of our Hello, other my gals. Name is who has Concepcion. I'm an intern at the Uconexion Unit. who's speaking the translation for us.
Hello, my name is Alexis Concepcion. I'm an intern at the Uconexion University Ministry. What has impacted me the most in ministry during my internship has been how I can connect with other students. I have also been able to grow in knowledge and in my spiritual life so much that it has helped me to get closer to more people. One of the examples that I can give is that from January to April, I have been traveling to another city where I have met new students. An example that I can give you about my growth in the Uconexion ministry is me being able to move from one city to another city where I have been working with other young people, launching the ministry in other universities like Ucontesis and the University of Santo Domingo in La Vega. This has been a great impact on me since it has helped me to develop myself and has made an impact on the lives of other students. Something that happened to me while on these trips has been being able to talk to a young woman who was going through a situation and taking the time to listen to her and keep in touch with her. Also being able to disciple others, to guide them, and to be able to preach the gospel to other young people. Now I am in the process of raising funds to be able to achieve my second year internship where I will be heading to another country working with a missionary family in the Red U Campus Ministry. This has challenged me since I have had to learn to deny myself, to obey the call that God has made in my life, to be able to leave my relatives, my parents, and go to a nation where I may not know other people. But I have seen the faithfulness of God. I have seen how God has worked during this call that he has given me and to be able to obey him, and I feel really grateful to the ministry since it has helped me a lot in my spiritual life and how to respond to my calling. So now she's in Colombia, and she is uh, working alongside other Assemblies of God World missionaries that are stationed in Colombia. They have been doing university ministry, but she will be helping them launch on in some cities where there is no university ministry, and that's really exciting. Also, last summer, Miguel, Alexis, Denise, and Laura, all young people, young adults now, who grew up in our youth ministries. They would, Miguel was um, going to our camps from the time he was 13 years old. He always took a special interest in my kids. And uh, we had another missionary associate family who had a little girl, same age as Logan, working with us. And so I have a lot of pictures of Miguel at teen camp hanging out with, with our kids. And we saw him grow up as a teenager Sense a call of God on his life. He came to the university, U Connection Ministry. He, um, after a year in that ministry, he knew that God was calling him to full time ministry. So he transferred to the Bible school. He graduated from Bible school. And Alexis and Laura also went through Master's Commission, which um, completed their Bible school. They got their ministerial credentials with the Assemblies of God. And last summer, all four of them were sent to Peru for three months as missionary associates. Miguel is now on staff with us in our Uconnection ministries, reaching out to the secular campuses. And Alexis and his wife, Denise, are raising their money right now as fully appointed Dominican missionaries, and they will return to Peru to work in the, in the Amazonian jungle with a tribe who has never received the gospel. 
So no longer few are sent. Many are being and will be sent. While I have focused those first 20 plus years on next generation and university ministry, Barely has been alongside me and has had a focus in music ministry and audio production that whole time. And this last term, he took it to a new level. And I'd like you to hear a little bit from him about that part of the ministry. Hi, God bless you. Uh, it's an honor to be here and also playing. Yeah, that was not every Sunday I, I have the opportunity uh, to play, but I, I enjoy it very, mu very much. And different people, have uh, God, have given different talent. Uh, and different talent are how the church is made. Not everybody are here uh, to preach uh, the gospel, but ha God has given other, other tools, for example, uh, the, the, how to translate uh, to Spanish, to English. That is a, a, a good talent that God has give her, given her. Uh, for me, was is the music. Uh, I was I was uh, was be able to in every camp that we have there and conference to put uh, together the the uh, worship band and um, also given a workshop uh, to our students to teach them how to improve in the way they play music. Uh, and the goal is that when they go to their churches, they can bless the church uh, playing better and also invo involving different uh, or new uh, students uh, that way that uh, they can be part of the music, uh, in the music ministry at, at the church. Um, also, God have blessed me with being involved with different artists, uh, church ministry, doing their recording, be able to to help with that. I have a personal uh, studio there at the home, I'm in my home, uh, be able to do the, the arrangement and recording. It's a long process, but it is, it is fun. Um, Long time ago, since as, as I, I was uh, young, God called me in the ministry uh, through music, and I was uh, learning, and uh, God blessed me when I was old, 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 old uh, with my bachelor degree in music. Uh, God didn't forget. That that was my desire when I was young, and He blessed me uh, with that. And God never forget your desire, your dreams, um, because when you put everything in in His hand, God bless bless that. And we use those tools to bless other and become the church in different aspect. Um, no matter what kind 
of talent you have, you can bless the community uh, with that. You can share the gospel with other at uh, the community, and that leads you to bring them here. Uh, they don't have to be safe to be here. God will do that later. And that is. I'm going to ask your permission to <laughs> sit. <laughs> is that okay? I'm having a lot of trouble with my knees, and today they just are not wanting to do what they should do. Um, Barely shares just a little bit. He's very humble. Um, but he is a, he's a really accomplished musician and music producer in the Dominican Republic. A lot, several of the young people that he has mentored over the years and coached in... Can you make it a little bit... Thank you. That's good. Okay. Several of the artists that he has mentored are now international artists that tour and um, sing and do concerts worldwide. Uh, Nathaniel Paredes, Nestor Ortega, Amelia Brown, Richard Acosta. There's, there's several. And he said he received his bachelor's degree this year. That goes back to the verse that I read, remember? If you are um, bearing fruit, that will last Whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. He doesn't say he's going to give it to you today or tomorrow, but it will happen. And so he got his degree this year. And with his um, audio degree in, in the studies that he did, he, it opened a doorway to another part of audio production that's not just the music, but also the audio to Christian filmmaking. And... Um, Somebody in the filmmaking industry in the Dominican Republic already asked Barely to help them. And they have a Christian film that's going to be um, put out into all of the theaters in the Dominican Republic. They've already got the contracts um, for as soon as that it's ready for its release date. And Barely is mixing the audio to the movie. And I think that's really exciting. <laughs> so um, they also... As we planted a church, and I'm going to talk more about that in, in the next part of uh, what I share, but with our band, when Christmas time came around with the church, I asked him to help us be able to sing Christmas carols in Spanish, because that's one of my favorite things to do when Christmas comes around, and in church we sing Christmas carols. It's not just in the shopping mall, right? It's not just on the radio here in the States, but in the Dominican Republic, the church that we attended didn't sing the Christmas songs, and so he went and found some of the translations and, and fixed some that weren't translated into Spanish and wrote new arrangements for them, and our band recorded the songs, and I just recorded a brief evangelistic Christmas message, and we, you know, broadcast that on our Facebook Live channel and our YouTube channel in 2021. And then uh, one of our guys that works with media in the church works with a TV station and knows producers, and he showed them our Christmas special. And they were so amazed at the quality of the music, and they said, we need this. They saw it after Christmas that year, and they said, are you going to do another one next year? And Javier said, well, 
probably, and they said, we are going to open up time in our Christmas programming slot, and we will um, broadcast it live for national television. So on one of the major channels in the Dominican Republic last Christmas, we um, were able to share the gospel through music and word with the whole entire country. And right now, uh, he's already got new songs in the works. And we'll be producing a new Christmas special, and we'll see if they decide to broadcast it again. So in some ways, I say, Barely is sharing the gospel with way more people than I have ever had the opportunity to. We are a team, and God uses us through our different gifts and talents, and, uh, and he, he brought us together, and it's, it's a beautiful partnership in what God wants us to do in the Dominican Republic to change the culture through a generation. But this last term, God brought a a big shift to what our family um, primarily focused on. And we had Next Gen going on with, we have teams of Dominicans that we've raised up that we're working with that. Our university ministry, we have a team of Dominicans and some missionary associates from the states that are working with us, and they're going. And those are still continuing. But God asked us to start church planning. And Paul says in Romans 15, verses 20 and 21, It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. And God called us to draw together a core team of young adults and couples And you know where that core team of people came from? Those that when we first arrived, when I first arrived and Barely and I first got married were 13, 14 year old teenagers going to our camps and conventions. Uh, They grew up in the ministry, became youth leaders. We mentored them and they were working in different churches. Those are some of the people that God asked us to pull together as a team to plant a new model of church to reach the unengaged emerging generation and the urban masses in Santo Domingo, especially in the Arroyo Hondo area, the urban masses who are unengaged and disillusioned by traditional religion. They, uh, this area of the city is home to influential young families and business professionals who have a lot of things in life but walk around without the hope of Jesus. This year, so the the church plan is now um, just over three years old. This year in May, within two weeks, we saw three young business professionals come to accept Christ as Savior. Cesar was the young man you saw baptized in the video. He actually came to us from Venezuela. Uh, He came to the Dominican Republic seeking asylum and is now a businessman in Venezuela, and he Um, was invited to church by one of the couples in our church, and he came and within two weeks decided that he needed to give his heart to Christ. Lenny is a young lady. Her face was also in the video, but she had been coming to our church plant for about 18 months on a regular basis, sitting there listening and, you know, smiling and, and seeming to be excited to be there, but I didn't feel like she had a personal relationship with Christ. So I invited her to coffee. She said she didn't drink coffee, so we had to find something else to do. So we went for ice cream. And we went out uh, one Thursday afternoon to Ice to Baskin Robbins in the mall. 
And I asked her, Lenny, do you know Jesus personally? And she said, Jamie, I would love to know him personally. I would, I would love to be able to give my life to him. But I just, I have some things that are just out of order still. And I still need to get some things fixed and put together before I can come to him. And so I pulled out my cell phone. I opened up the Bible app to Ephesians, and I asked her to read the verses in Ephesians 3, where it talks about how we are saved by grace. It is a gift of God through what Christ has done on the cross, not by our works at all. And as I asked her to tell me, what, is that, what does that say? What does that mean? She looked at me, and she, means, she said, you mean I don't have to fix anything? I can just ask Jesus in my life right now? And I said, yes. We come to him first, and then he'll help us put whatever needs to be put into order. And with tears in her face, she prayed right there at Baskin-Robbins to ask Jesus into her life. Edward uh, was a young man who works two businesses down from our church venue in, in a plaza. used to be a shopping mall when I first arrived in the country, but since then there's new shopping malls. And so now it's a plaza full of businesses. And we began opening our church doors on Thursdays at the noon hour because right outside uh, our church venue is the commons area where there's tables and chairs and many of the employees come up and with their sack lunch and eat lunch th- during that time. So I wanted us to try to engage better with the people that work in the plaza. So we opened the church doors, had a microwave there if anybody wanted to heat up the rice and beans instead of eating something cold, and uh, free coffee, and then our... Associate Pastor Victor set up a Domino's table in case anybody had free time. And Edward started coming, and he came every Thursday for six months to play Domino's with Victor. And then this one Thursday, he told Victor, he said, I'd like to meet with you Friday night. And Victor said, okay, I can call my pastor. And he said, sure, call her. And so I went, and we met. I said, Edward, what can we, what can we help you with? And he said, my life is in chaos. My marriage is a disaster, and I need to know the God that Victor knows. And so I said, well, Victor, (laughs) lead him to Jesus. And I sat back and watched as Victor explained to him the way to the cross, and Edward prayed to accept Christ into his life, and then told us before he left the doors of the church venue that night, he said, I feel physically lighter. God has lifted a weight from my shoulders The Arroyo Hondo area of Santo Domingo is where we, our family, have lived for 24 years. It's where our boys attend a bilingual international school where the students come from families of reasonable means but who are unengaged with Jesus. And to church plant in this part of the city, you have to get beyond the gates. You see, many of you, maybe you've gone on a mission trip to Latin America or you've seen videos of others that have gone on a mission trip to Latin America, and a lot of times what you see is, you know, we pull out a, can- a bottle of bubbles or balloon animals, and we start blowing up the balloons, and we start blowing the bubbles out in the streets, and hundreds of children just come running out of who knows where, right? And you have a, an evangelism event right there. That's what happens in the barrios of Latin America. But we are church planning in a more influential part of the city, where people drive home in their SUVs, 
They punch the remote control, and the gates to their driveways open, and they drive in the driveway, and the gates closed, and they go in the house. And if you can't get beyond those gates, you don't have a way to share Christ with them. And when we decided to start a church plant in this part of the city, the former national missions director of the Dominican Republic, a very well-respected pastor who I'd known from the first day that I arrived in the Dominican Republic, he told me, Jamie, I don't know how you are going to conquer this challenge. Give me the barrios any day before or over the gated homes of Arroyondo. It's a challenging call. But God, God has a plan. And God gave us sons who love sports. And they have friends at school who love sports. And their friends at school have parents who love to watch their kids play sports. Just like Barely and I, right? That's kind of the way it goes. And so as we went back to the Dominican Republic this, this term and our boys started playing soccer, Barely and I found ourselves in the bleachers getting to know moms and dads who were there to watch their kids play sports. And the friendships began. And the gates began to melt away. After soccer, they started playing basketball. And uh, it was a new sport in their school. Many of the other kids hadn't played basketball before. Our boys were able to play basketball for a couple years the last time we were in the States. And so they, they had a little more skill set than the rest of the team. And they had a coach who refereed basketball, but had never coached before. So he didn't really know how to teach the kids to play. And when we go to the games, I am very exuberant mom on the sideline. You ever seen or heard those moms? And I offer all my, you know, everything that I know and try to help them from the sidelines. And some of the moms and, and dads were like, well, why don't you start coaching the team? You know more than the coach. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know that much. That's not a good idea. But God gave me an idea. He said, but Jamie, you know a coach who was your youth pastor, who is a pastor of a church in Nav- Davenport, Washington, who has coached junior high and high school boys and girls basketball, for 40 years consecutively in public schools in Washington. And I thought, let's ask my uncle, Pastor Kim, to come down and do a basketball camp. And maybe that will be a way that we can even get to know more of the families of the basketball team, and God will just open some doors. I asked the school if they, if they would let us use their court so that it was undercover because most of the basketball courts are in the sun, and I'm like, my, my uncle that is not used to the heat, he will not be able to handle that. We're going to do it like five hours a day for five days. So the school let us use the court for free. It's a secular school. It is not a Christian school. So I knew that we couldn't go onto the basketball court at this camp to just start preaching Jesus to the kids. What we could do is go and teach fundamentals, and sit them down at a halftime into small groups and teach values and teach things about teamwork and um, determination and give them some illustrations of Christian athletes. And we had a couple of the guys from our church plant, Dominican guys, that were helping us with that. And at the end of our first week of basketball camp, the parents were ecstatic. The kids were learning so much. Uh, the, the rapport with my uncle and, the, and the, the guys on the team was amazing. And um, the last day of the camp, the after-school director from the, bas- from the school came to me, and she said, do I have your permission to ask Richard, one of our assistant coaches, to come be the coach for the school? 
Richard just happens to be the youth director at our church. <laughs> and the school just asked if they could hire him. I'm like, absolutely. And so now Richard works at the school and is coaching the basketball team. They, the parents asked us to do a second year of basketball camp. And so my uncle came down this spring break, and we did a second year, and he brought his son, who's a youth pastor in Cooley City. And they coached the guys. And you know what? This year we offered a, a volunteer after party at our home. Couldn't say that it was mandatory, but anybody that wanted, and the whole team came, and a bunch of the moms came too, and my uncle shared his testimony of how he's found Christ and how God asked him to give up basketball when he was 18 years old. And he said, okay, God, I'll give it to you. And God said, I want you to be a pastor. So he gave up basketball, said that he'd go to um, Bible school and become a pastor. And God said, okay, now you can have basketball back. He played school and college, and then he's coached all these years. But it was about priorities. And he was able to share this with our students, and we gave them tracks. And, and uh, one, of the, one of the kids comes from a Catholic background, stopped and after he, my uncle had shared, and he told the team, I want you all to be listening to this. I've been excited about starting to read the Bible in the last few months, and I'm just devouring it. And I, th- I think really that, that this is true and that God wants to know us. And I was like, wow, okay. God is working in their hearts. And uh, he has helped us get into the homes and the lives of these families. The moms are becoming some of my closest friends. We ride share. We host the kids at each other's house. We have an open invitation beyond the gates into their homes, and they have into ours. A week before we left um, this summer to come back for itineration, we hosted a three-on-three basketball tournament at a little hoop that we'd put up around the corner from our house. Basketball season had ended, but I said, I just want to get all the basketball families together once more. We did it on a, on a day off. It was a holiday. No one had school. And we invited parents and older brothers and sisters to come, and we'd play just this little tournament, and then they could come to our house for a barbecue. I thought some, you know, maybe a couple of them would show up. Almost the entire team came, and all kinds of family members. They brought their, you know, their lawn chairs, because we don't have any bleachers. It's just a, just a little abandoned court near our home. And then they were shoving themselves into our house. I thought we were going to provide all the food, but as soon as I started inviting, they started texting, and everybody wanted to know what they could bring. So it became potluck. And we had about 48, 50 people in our house that afternoon, and these parents were begging Barely and I to only be gone one year. They said, we know you have to leave, but we're not going to let you be gone more than one year. You have brought this team together as a family, not just on the court, but off the court. And I began to see parents that I had not been targeting to share Christ with. I'd been sharing with some of the others, but I realized that there's so many more that were open. And if I could just start a uh, life group in my home, they're going to be the first that I invite when we get back. And we need to get back to the Dominican Republic to continue going beyond the gates and reaching these family for Christ. One of the moms um, is a really good friend. I call her my sister from another mother. She's North American. She comes from uh, Nebraska. And uh, she works for a, an ONG that's uh, a nonprofit in the Dominican Republic. Her husband is Panamanian. They have third culture children. So our lives look very similar. But I know Jesus, and she doesn't. And that makes all the difference. 
And uh, when we started the church plant, because of COVID, uh, we started with Zoom groups, Zoom small groups. And I started a group for moms, and I invited her to come. And she was feeling really lonely at that time and had less possibility of relationship because we were all shut up in our homes. And she started coming to the the small group on Zoom and um, wanted to know after the first group, how how do I get this, how do I see these Bible verses that you guys are, you know, you're sharing. I had it on the screen, but she's like, I I need to be able to look it up, but people are looking this up. I don't have a Bible. So I shared with her how she could download the application and she could have it there. And then when we were able to start meeting in person in in a coffee, uh, we went to coffee one day and we were talking about our spiritual journey she shared with me that she did go to church a few times when she was growing up, but it, she said there was no life there. It was not something that I wanted to be a part of because nobody looked happy. It was, it, it wasn't, it was not full of joy. And she said, the rest of my life, I've just felt like everyone gets to determine their path. And I'm not really sure that God has anything to do with that. As we've continued our friendship over the last couple of years, she has not come to church yet. She stayed in our small group for a year and a half until she started some master's classes that fell on the same night of the week. She's had her kids come to some of our children's events and stuff that we do with the church. She likes all of our posts that have to do with the church. And this spring, before we left, she texted me one day and she said, Jamie, I wonder if you would pray with me about a big decision that's before me and our family. And I'd like you to ask God if he can help me with direction for that decision. Can you see the difference in a couple years? Now, she does not know Jesus personally yet. And I don't know how many years it's going to take before she comes to the realization that she needs to make a decision. But she's coming closer. And I'm in there for the long game. And I want to get back to the Dominican Republic. It is my prayer that Tess, that's my friend, and her family come to know Christ as well as the rest of the basketball team. And if it's, just not, if it's not just for the basketball team, why else do we need to get back? I said at the end of the video that I'm now coaching a cohort, a new young generation of church planners, to plant new models of churches to reach the unengaged emerging generation and the urban masses that are disillusioned by traditional religion. And uh, the national church leadership, I actually sit on their executive team, they understand that there's a need to do church a new way. But they don't know how to start that. And I have young pastors that graduate from Bible school that want to see something different. But they haven't been a part of a different model. And so I'm standing alongside them, coaching them, training them of how to do church a different way. And this is another way we're changing the culture through a generation of young church planners. And most of these guys and gals were teens that grew up in our youth ministries They became youth leaders, and we mentored them. We trained them in youth ministry, and now God is asking them to start new kinds of churches. And our own Vida y Gozo church is going to multiply. I would like to see us multiply into campuses all over Santo Domingo, focusing on the different international bilingual schools. There's about 12. We play sports, you know, and you play against these schools, and each school kind of forms its own community. All of them live beyond the gates. We need people that will come alongside us. We need more team. 
Uh, we are the hosts for the Engage program in the Dominican Republic. It's in a couple other countries. The Engage program allows university students from the states who want to do their classes online at any university of their choice while they're serving in missions overseas. We had a gal from Spokane, Washington. The second year that we did the basketball camp, she'd been serving with us, and she played ball at her high school in Spokane, and she was helping coach the... We had some girls that had come out for the team that second year, and they asked her to be the assistant basketball coach at the school. I'm like, absolutely. But uh, she's now back in Spokane because um, she got to a point in her degree program that now she has to be in, in person for the rest of her classes. But we receive... Uh, university students. So if there's someone here that gets to that point, or maybe you know a grandson or a niece or nephew that have considered going overseas longer than a missions trip, they can study at Eastern. They can study at Northwest University. They can study at a community college. As long as they offer school classes online while they serve with our university ministry and our church plant in the Dominican Republic. We also need missionary associates. Anyone over 18 that says, I want to give a year or two years We need teachers, we need nurses, we need coaches, we need young families that'll say, we'll put our kids in this other school so that we have a way in and we can get beyond the gates and begin reaching people who have not had someone come and share the gospel with them. In order to do that, we need 100 new partners this season who will give $50 a month in partnership with us. We've had a few sign up or churches that have already been giving and said, okay, we're going to increase our partnership. And so now we're down. We need 91. We need it by next August. So that's about 10 a month. And I don't know, but God knows where they are. So I share that with you. Maybe your family says, I want to give. You can give through your church or you can give directly and give the church giving credit. But maybe you say, you know, I don't think I can do monthly, but you can give a you know, a strategic one-time offering. We have a bunch of projects that we're raising money for as we're planning these churches. There's a brochure out on the table. It'll give a few more testimonies of of people that we're reaching, and it'll talk about those projects. There's also a QR code on the inside next to Barely's picture where you can hear the, the Christmas songs in Spanish and a solo piano album that he has on Spotify and Apple Music. It's all available there if you'd like to have it. Will you pray with us for Tess, my, my sister from another mother, that she finds Jesus? Will you pray for Aracis, who's in Colombia, sharing the gospel with people there? Will you go with us? Maybe this church will send someone to the Dominican Republic. And will you give so that more will know the hope of Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. That's just so exciting to see what what you're doing. You're right. Um, So, last uh, couple years, we've just kind of had kind of a a re-emphasis on missions again, and... um, and a lot of you have responded well, where we weren't able to do more than half of our commitments. Everybody got the we we never dropped anybody off, but we had to, whatever you know, we could only get give up to fifty percent of what we had pledged. Well, we've been pretty we've done a whole lot better in the last uh, about two years now, and 
Um, but just so you know, we our monthly pledge for the, for them, I just noticed on the board, is $35 a month. And, um, and so I don't know why we, in faith, shouldn't just make it 50 to start off with, all right? Um, and some people say, well, I just want to give just to them. Um, and that's your call. Um, what I would like to offer everybody an opportunity that even now, if we could have a, a couple offering bag things ready, um, that if you'd like uh, to give a special love offering, that would be amazing because uh, we would like them to be able to... Uh, uh, there's this cash offering. Also, uh, Jamie would explain to me that they have to raise more money now in this one year than she did when she first went out because um, just because of how you have you have two adults here, uh, it, you know, so many churches you get two for the price of one, and yet Barely is working just as much in the ministry as well. He is ordained, correct? You were he's an ordained minister, and so. There needs to be some acknowledgement of that financially, you know, that the, Paul says that the worker's worthy of his, of his keep, and um, those whose work is the ministry should receive their living from that ministry. That's a biblical principle, be it in missions uh, or be it here in the land. So, so they do have, their, their financial requirements have really gone up, and... Um, and don't you think, talk about good fruit. I mean, this is really good soil here. And uh, um, and it also, there's something to be said about longevity, right? I mean, in, in, especially coming from one culture to another, um, you're just being checked out. Depending on what culture takes, depends on how long you're going to be checked out first. And so you got 24, you're investing in 24 years of having really um you guys just because of your longevity there and your family you have got a door into that 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 somebody else is just rushing in there with all their great powerpoint things and all their programs don't have because because there's something more personal relational that you guys bring and so um so uh, so worthy of of support in 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 all ways that we can. That'd be great. If sense is there an age limit on missionary associates? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So um, and uh, that would be great. So, anyways, yeah. So why don't you come up and let's uh, um, let's just let me let's pray. Let's pray, and then you can write your thousand dollar check and you know. So, God, we, we thank you, God, for the testimony. We thank you for the fruit. We thank you, God, for the faithfulness. Because just in life, we know not every time has been a victory and wonderful times. But, Father, you are faithful. And you are it, it, our lives, it'll always be the right thing when we've given our lives to you and your cause. Regardless of, of how things go up and down, Lord, and we just thank you. We thank you, God, for the wonderful fruit, the testimony here. We just pray, God, that the abundance of God just be of heaven would be released upon this ministry uh, in the air. Not obviously finances, but also in resources and in favor. That you, God, you'd move upon hearts and give them favor with with those uh, uh, that open up 
more doors for the gospel to re- be preached and churches to be planted and Jesus to be lifted up in the Dominican Republic. And we just thank you and we just want to bless this offering and bless this this wonderful family in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. So if yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, you can, if you also weren't ready, but it, you could, on your phone, you could go on our website or you want to designate something on the website. Um, you can just, uh, Bello, uh, it's B-E-L-L-O, it's Spanish, so it's spelled Bello, right? It's pronounced Bello. Um, or if you want a Dominican Republic, whatever, and we'll make sure that that's, that gets them as well. Probably just add it to your monthly um, uh, thing. Every month we send that. So how did we do, Lenny, for this last month? Um, I, I have a word for you, Logan. And you touched my heart this morning, and I can't, it's like I can't stop thinking about you, and I think it's because the Lord has put you on my heart because he wants to talk to you this morning. And what I keep hearing him say is that you are a vital part of your parents' ministry. This is family ministry. But you are going to see things, um, how you have planted seeds in people's lives that your parents won't see. Okay, as you grow up, and I remember you, how, how long was it for you to graduate? Eight, eight years? Five years, okay. In the next five years, while you're still in school, you will see fruit that they won't see. But you are very, very much a part of their ministry, but you have a ministry all of your own. So God sees you, and he knows all about you, and he knows your name. He wants to just bless you as you bless others. All right. So, Father, we thank you for today. We just pray that your word would just continue to come alive in in our hearts and your blessing would be upon the the work of God in this place. And may we be found faithful in that effort, Lord. Bless this time of fellowship around these tables in Jesus' name.